You are listening to The Current Daily, a new podcast keeping us up to date with the latest news for UC San Diego's Information Technology Services Department. My name is Miguel Rodriguez. Today is Tuesday, May 5th. Happy Cinco de Mayo, everyone. We've got an interview in a little bit to share with you about the backstory on why today is such a special day in Mexico and for the Mexican-American community here in the United States. But before that, some quick reminders. The new financial system goes fully live July 1st, and now is the time to get trained. Presumptive system users have automatically been assigned training in the campus LMS and email notifications have been sent. They're from the esrfisp at ucsd.edu email address. Be sure to act on those. You'll need to complete your assigned training by July 10th or may lose system access. And the final reminder that today at 11 a.m. is the UCIT Town Hall. We've got the link posted in the Communication Digest on The Current. Our CIO, Vince Kellen, will be speaking. He is chair of the UCIT Leadership Council and will be providing an update on UCIT. As mentioned, today is Cinco de Mayo. To separate myth from reality, we have our first faculty interview here on The Current Daily. Mark Herzberger got a hold of Dr. Max Parra, Assistant Professor of Latin American Literature, to explore the origins of Cinco de Mayo and what it means. We should note that Dr. Parra is not teaching this quarter, so we weren't able to ask him about his perspective on the shift to remote instruction. But, as they say in the best newsrooms, we are, quote-unquote, efforting that, and we'll try to get other faculty members on in short order. For now, let's hear from Dr. Parra on the history of Cinco de Mayo. This is Mark Herzberger, Communications Manager for IT Services. Today, I'm joined by Dr. Max Parra. He's an Associate Professor of Latin American Literature and author of Writing Pancho Villa's Revolution, Rebels in the Literary Imagination of Mexico, Max, welcome to the pod, and how are you? I'm fine. Confined, locked in my house. <laughs> as, as are we all. Uh, we're going to talk in a minute about the origins of Cinco de Mayo and why it's a day of recognition in Mexico. But before that, um, how has your life in lockdown been these last six to eight weeks since we were sent home? Strange, I would say. Being locked home, uh, it's a good time to read. But it's all, you always get distracted also with the computer. Once you go into the news, you start digging and then you get lost. And it's important to limit your time and and devote yourself to other things in the house. So that's what I do. Clean up the house, read, write. That's the routine. I think that is shared by a lot of our listeners. So let's get into it. Why is May 5th an important date in Mexican history? Well, it's important because it is... the the day when the Mexican army defeated the French army in 1862. And it has become sort of a symbol of self-determination of the Mexican people to expel any interference from abroad. So it's, it's a source of national pride in Mexican history. The French invaded Mexico in, in 1862, they tried to impose a monarchy, and an emperor, which they did. Eventually, they were defeated, and the emperor was uh, executed. The emperor was Maximilian. 
And since then, it is being celebrated since the uh, late 1800s has been celebrated in Mexico. And how is Cinco de Mayo celebrated or observed in Mexico? Well, it's not an official holiday. So people have to still have to go to work that day, but it is celebrated, especially in the schools. There are recitals, there are reenactments, dances, of course, and uh, all kinds of uh, activities that children in the elementary and junior high school and high school have to do related to the state. So it is a way to instill national pride in the, in the students in, in Mexico. And, uh, but it is also uh, celebrated then, you know, uh, through other activities or through other organizations throughout the country as well. But it's not the most important, I should say, uh, celebration, you know, national celebration in Mexico. How and when did Cinco de Mayo celebrations begin to take hold in the United States? Well, that's a very interesting question because we don't have an exact date. We know that Cinco de Mayo was celebrated as late as the 1890s, for example, in, in, the, uh, in the barrio in Los Angeles, among the Mexican community. But when did it begin to take hold? It was probably in the 1960s when the Chicano movement used this celebration as a form of, of self-affirmation of the uh, Mexican uh, identity of the Chicano community, right? So it became incorporated into the, uh, into the pride and the identity of the, uh, of the Chicano movement. And then later, I believe it was in the 1960s or early 70s, when it became incorporated into the schools in California, right? So, you know, there is a Cinco de Mayo celebration in the schools and their activities and their dances and so on. And since then, so it's been almost 50 years now, or maybe a little bit more than 50 years, that it is celebrated as an ethnic kind of celebration, right? of the uh, Hispanic Mexican community in, in the Southwest of the United States. What, if anything, is different about the way it, uh, Cinco de Mayo is observed uh, in the Southwest United States versus in Mexico? Well, again, in both countries, I would say it's celebrated mainly in the schools, so that they have that in common. But of course, in the United States, it is a way to express a, uh, an identity that is not recorded in the history books, when, in, in the history books of the United States, that usually, you know, the Mexican aspect or dimension of the history of the United States is not emphasized. And so this is a way to emphasize a certain presence, right, and pride in that identity. I should, I should add that in, in this Battle of Cinco de Mayo, the general, the Mexican general who led this battle was born in Texas, uh, General Ignacio Zaragoza, when, Me when Texas was still part of Mexico. So there is that kind of connection, right, with the United States. And so it's, it's quite appropriate that it is celebrated. And for us as San Diegans, let's say in non-pandemic years when we are allowed out, what, what are some good and meaningful local uh, celebrations or ways to commemorate Cinco de Mayo that you might know of? Uh, well, there are many ways. I would suggest attending the activities in Barrio Logan, which are great activities in uh, <clears throat> Logan Park. And uh, where the murals are, it's, it's, it's a great celebration that everybody should have that experience if they live in San Diego, because you can get an idea of the rich culture of Mexico and, uh, and their dances, Aztec dances and more modern dances. 
and all kinds of activities. And of course, there is the food. I always say that uh, if you want to eat good food in the United States, you should go ethnic. You go to the ethnic restaurant. So it's a good day also to go to Mexican restaurants and enjoy, you know, uh, a good Mexican meal. Reading, of course, is always important for me as a literature professor. And uh, it's, I mean, just to become familiar with the uh, Cinco de Mayo and learn about it is one way to commemorate. It's, it's to acknowledge, right, what the contributions and the struggles of the people who, have, who make the fabric of American society. Thank you for joining us, Dr. Para, and I wish you a, a happy Cinco de Mayo. Thank you. Thank you very much. Do you like what you're hearing on this podcast? Please let a fellow IT services staff member know so they don't miss out. Also, if you want to be notified as soon as the podcast is posted, watch the podcast page on The Current. If you don't know how to do that, instructions for watching a page are posted there. Most importantly, if you have something to share or an idea for me to include here, you can submit it to the email its-podcast at ucsd.edu. If you join me on Zoom, you could actually be on the podcast. Again, don't be shy. We want your voices here. This is a podcast not only for ITS, but by ITS to help keep us informed and connected. And don't forget, we are now available on SoundCloud, Podbean, iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher. Links to our profiles are still on the ITS Podcast Collab page. It has never been easier, so subscribe today. And that is it for today. Remember to listen to the next episode of The Current Daily.